So welcome back to another episode of Out of the Bubble podcast, but a slightly different um, route this, this time. We're actually doing some review episodes in between each season. So today I am really looking forward to speaking to Jo Mosley, who was the Out of the Bubble podcast first guest. Um, so Jo shared her paddleboarding story and, and how she has found new passion and purpose through sport and movement and her love for nature and the environment. So it really was one of the the most downloaded podcast of the, of the uh, whole of, of all the episodes so far. So I'm really looking forward to catching up with Jo and see what else she's been up to since then. Um, so today we're going to be reviewing the episode number nine with Melissa Talego, who was the founder of Glamorax, a walking community, an online walking community that she has um, created through her own love of walking. Um, Yorkshire rowers, so we've got Francis Davies, Helen Butters and Nikki Dewick, three of the four Yorkshire rowers, and um, that was episode 13. We're also going to be looking at Sam Bunch's episode, which was episode 21, Collecting Conversations. So we're going to be talking about the art of conversation and how it can really help our communities. And I wonder whether actually um, in lockdown this, this last year, whether um, the art conversation in our local areas has probably improved because we've been more local and we've been getting some neighbours more and I definitely have. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Joe thinks about that. And lastly, we're going to be looking at Susan Burrell's episode number 42, How to Live an Empowered Life. So we've got lots to go at and I'm looking forward to seeing what Joe has to say. So good morning, Joe. Thank you so much for joining me again. Oh, welcome. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking me. So, as I said in my introduction, you were my very first Out of the Bubble podcast guest originally. I um, know. I just was looking through and I was like, oh God, I was number one. That's amazing. You <laughs> so, for people that, that don't know about you, how do you quickly describe yourself? Um, I am, well, on my website, I call myself a joy encourager, beach cleaner and midlife adventurer. So, I have a very normal day job. Um, I also teach Aquafit. And I also have little adventures and I make films and I write about it and I'm just launching a podcast about it too. So Which is really what exciting. So what's the podcast mm. going to be called? It's called The Joy of Sup, the Paddleboarding Sunshine Podcast. And I owe a huge debt of gratitude to you for just inspiring me and encouraging me because it's like having someone holding your hand when you're like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then you'll say, you can, you can. So, well, yeah. likewise. And I, I think it's been, we've been, <laughs> talked about it a lot, but you do yeah. need that support network around you and it changes yeah. as, as you grow yeah. and you develop into new areas doesn't it it so does it's really nice to have you and to kind of have each other's backs really when we're stuck and we're having a wobble absolutely absolutely it's like i can't do this yes you can <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, since we last talked um you mm. have we must mention what you managed to do last year because when we last left the podcast you were talking about doing another adventure and then last year you actually completed it so what did you get up to last year um so last year i was the first woman to stand up paddleboard 162 miles from leeds to liverpool so um for your international audience that's uh Sorry, from Liverpool to Gaul. So Liverpool's on the west coast of the north of England and Gaul's on the east coast. 162 miles along the canals, picking up litter and fundraising. Which is just amazing. I take the hat off to you, it really is. And you. obviously you learned lots about yourself along the way whilst mm. you were training and whilst you were doing that mm. challenge. So mm. let's start with um, reviewing the Yorkshire rowers. So we had yeah. Francis Davies, Helen Butters and Nikki Dewig. And obviously... Um, they they took on a, a new challenge and a new hobby and a new sport and look where it led them mm. it led them to mm. be the uh, oldest female team to cross the transatlantic 
you're capable of so much more than you think and to have belief in yourself and who cares if the dream you've got sounds ridiculous you should do it anyway I think because we've all had a few ridiculous things since and we just do them now yeah and if we fail, we yeah. fail. Who cares? I think that's, that's it. It's yeah. failure, isn't yeah, it? I think yeah. so many people are scared of doing yeah. something just in case they fail. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even if you had failed, look at what you've done yeah. up to that point. That's it's about I, having a go. Yeah. For me, it's yeah. about having a go. We wouldn't have seen it as a failure. We hadn't no. gone to Antigua. No. I wouldn't have. No. Yeah. How did you? How did you find that episode? I loved it. I um, have met the Yorkshire Rose. I was inspired by them back in 2013. I was doing a very small comparison to them fundraising thing. And I was on a rowing machine. They were rowing the Atlantic. So I've known and watched them for several years now. And I think one of the things that I love about them was two things. One, they had a really strong belief in themselves and they say this in the podcast that they never doubted themselves and, and they almost say it was funny once we decided we decided we were going to do it and that's something that I really took and we've spoken about this before I really took that from them from that podcast and everything that they say is that if you're going to do it just back yourself you know just back yourself and i don't think as women of our generation we've necessarily been encouraged to do that you know um we've given other people encouragement we we support friends family partners all that sort of thing but backing ourselves is quite unusual still and they backed themselves they said we're going to do it we're going to believe in ourselves we're backing ourselves we're going to do it so i love that about them i also loved that the friendship that they developed you know, that confidence, yeah. that friendship, looking after each other. And again, I think that comes out for women in, in midlife. It's like, you know, you spent sort of a lifetime within the house, looking after family, looking after all the different things. And then just suddenly that you have that space mentally and emotionally to start to look out with more to your friends back again and that support from them. So I love the friendship and I love the self-belief from them. So, Did you yeah. have that self-belief going, going forward with your challenge last year then? Was it just there or did you have some wobbles along the way? It was interesting because I heard them um, and, uh, and I've heard them speak and I decided when I heard them speak that they just decided to believe in themselves, that I was going to copy that. Um, and I know you and I talked about it. I just said, right, I, I, can't, I can't get to the start line or the finish line if I keep doubting myself, I have to just take that leap of faith and say, Joe, this is not your time to fail. As you know, I've had many a time when I failed. This is not your time to fail. You're going to have to have a rock solid inner core of I'm going to do this. And so I had this outer core of I'm going to do it. This middle core of no, I'm not. It's awful. And I'm the worst person in the world to do this. And I can't do it. And then deeper when I kind of went silently, quietly into myself. I found this golden ore of self-belief, but it came from people like you and it came from people like the Yorkshire Rose where it says, where they, where you say you just have to believe in yourself. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful for everything that they shared. And I guess also that you, you know, they have their friendship to get them through the yeah. hard times, but you were doing it solo. Yeah, that, so, that's interesting. That's a really interesting point. Um, I guess I just called upon family and friends and also my social media friends you know people yeah. that I don't know just to, to to back me really and I had the filmmaker because we're making a film about it she was with me um but yeah I think 
whilst I had those friends, ultimately I, I was very clear on my why. And so that was the thing that also got me up in the morning and made me train and made me put my sort of, you know, ideas out there. And um, so in a way, my why was my friend as well. <laughs> it yeah. was like saying, you know, this is why you're doing it. This is why it's important. I'm on, you know, we're going to work off each other in a way. Yeah. And also what I love about you is that, you know, the adventures you have and, and the, the traveling to different places with your paddleboard and, but you get to meet so many people and you have really made some great friendships through this new sport and this new yeah. hobby and this new uh-huh. purpose. Yeah, I have. I've made some incredible friendships, some virtual and some in real life, um, some much younger. So Frit, the filmmaker, she's like 25 years younger than me. Um, yeah, I have. And I've met people and, and then I've met them in real life, having known them on social media, which is always a joy. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah, it's opened up a different world. You know, my youngest, Johnny, is um, going off, is at university, sorry. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to do the challenge was to you know, have a dream to pull me forward. Um, and so, yeah, I've got a whole new bunch of friends. So it's amazing. So let's now look at Melissa Talego, who is the founder of Glamorax. Um, and yep. she's another lady that decided that she was going to take herself off one weekend for, for a nice walk because she had some time and some space for herself. Mm. And it's actually mm. turned into them creating a real network for, for the women to connect with each other and get out walking yeah. and enjoy the indoors. What I did was the coast to coast, and that is 192 miles. And I got the idea for that after reading um, a book called Wild, I don't know if you know it, by Cheryl Strayed. Um, And it was a story about a woman who had had a fairly rubbish life and decided she was going to walk the Pacific Crest Trail, which is a really, really long way in America, all on her own camping. And it just to me sounded like the most amazing adventure. So I bought the Coast to Coast book, took a photograph of the book, put it on Facebook saying, does anyone want to do this with me? And my cousin who lived in South Africa said, I'll come. So she flew over (laughs) to walk it together and we had no idea what we were doing but it was brilliant so how did that, i can imagine that's something that you resonate with because you love being outdoors in nature yeah i do and i love what she said was was that she you know she just started small and and then she found other people and she also says something really interesting um she loves cheryl Strayed, who's one of my favorite authors as well and her book wilds had a huge impact on me so i really resonated with that and, and also she said when she started Glamorax, it was because there was a PR opportunity for something else. And she saw the opportunity to turn this PR opportunity into something for herself. And she took that leap of faith and she backed herself and she backed her idea and she created something out of nothing. And so she talks about like, you know, doing it differently, being different, seeing an opportunity and going for it. And again, that's something which resonates with all of the sort of out of your bubble bubble podcasts where people say i'm just going to do it i'm going to take that huge leap of faith to get out of this bubble that i'm in now and and do something and do it differently and create it along the way you know literally create it along the way and also what melissa talks about again this is like with the yorkshire rose is if you don't know how to do something ask somebody um you know and she said just be very honest and say you know, I think she was talking about that she wasn't very good at map reading, but it's like, I don't know how to do this. Ask someone and people will help. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, again, I'm not very good at that, but I'm really learning, really learning to try and do that. And so embrace my, 
lack of knowledge and use it as an opportunity to ask people for help. So yeah. Yeah, I love I mean, there's something you and I've talked about a lot about, about asking for help. And I wonder why, as women, we, we do struggle with it. We do struggle to put our hands up and say, actually, could you help me with this? I don't, I don't quite know how to, yeah. how to move forward with this particular subject. Yeah, yeah. I always, I mean, I think there's some issues from, like, internal issues I need to work on about being a single mum and thinking, oh, people will think badly of me. But I also think there's an element of you don't want to bother somebody you know you don't want to bother them and say oh could you help you i know you're because we know how busy everybody is yeah. you know we're really respectful of the fact that um you know we might have children somebody might have children and then they've got parents they might be looking after and homes and businesses and jobs and never mind any health issues that might be arising in their 40s and 50s and so we're very respectful of that time and think oh gosh if i bother her oh but actually when people ask me like somebody messaged me today and said I'm writing an article on how to start a podcast and mind you I still haven't got my trailer out and I wrote her like this essay on how to you know start yeah. a podcast and I felt so honored she even asked me and actually when we do ask people really genuinely genuinely want to help and if they don't and they say no that's cool too yeah so how comfortable have you got now with your own PR and with putting your story out there? Because it is hard to kind of, it's one thing starting a new kind of passion and, and finding a new um, purpose and getting on with that yourself, but then you've got to take that leap of stepping up and taking it out there yeah. to a wider arena. I try, gosh, I find it hard, I find it really hard. But also I know I can only, I can't get somewhere if I don't do it. Mm. Like I couldn't fundraise and ask people to, to sponsor me for the, for the Wave Project and a Two Minute Beach Clean if I didn't tell them what I was doing. You can't expect money to come in as a donation without people knowing. And one of the ways for people to donate is by investing in your story and they know who you are and they know your goal. So you sort of have to, it's like par for the course. It's sort of, you know, you just have to. And I think I've got, I've got, I've, I've, found it easier as I've done it and I have a very simple message and I kind of try and keep to that simple message um but yeah yesterday I put out my first tweet about the podcast and I was like I must admit in the afternoon I was like nobody's liked it <laughs> and then so, and then I realized that people just weren't on Twitter you know my friends yeah. weren't on Twitter the people that were gonna like it weren't on Twitter and then in the evening like six people liked it in about five minutes and I'm like oh my gosh that's okay and you have to just not see it as a personal um, indication of you. It's no judgment of you. It's just the algorithm and timing. And maybe they saw it and they smiled and somebody rang the doorbell before they could like it yeah. or something. But, yeah. yeah. It's hard though, isn't it? It's hard. And yeah. I think you've also got to stay in your own lane and try not to think too yeah. much about what everyone else is doing and just get your stuff out there and, and yeah. just focus on, on that. And, yeah and you never know who is watching you never yeah. know because some people just don't press like you know mm. they they just don't they're scrolling and they're reading and it they take it in but their their thumb doesn't go to that heart and that doesn't mean they don't like your stuff and they're not watching and then some sometimes you'll put something out and someone will message me and say god i've been following you for two and a half years and i love this and you're like wow you have really been interested i didn't know that so yeah. thank you thank you thank you and um so yeah you never know who's watching and who's listening it's it things come out of the blue and that's that's the beauty of it if you yes. open yourself to opportunities yeah and I, I think there's some real similarities between you and melissa because 
it seems to be that you get your nourishment from from being outdoors being in the sea mm. being you know by the river and and melissa mm. definitely got that through her walking and being and you know going yeah. on these adventures so what does it bring to you it just brings me a place of both escape and comfort so yeah it just comforts me so like launching this podcast has really tested my you know self-belief and my doubts and there's been you know there's been a few moments when I texted you and I was like oh my gosh this has gone wrong um and I know that if I just go for a walk even if it's sort of in the dark walking around my village it just calms me it just reminds me that there's a bigger world out there particularly I can see it from my house but if I'm in it there's a bigger world there's perspective and the physical act of moving obviously just calms me all the stuff that you know, physiologically goes on once you start moving your body. But it just reminds me that it's going to be okay. I find it a real comfort being outside. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's a place I can go when I'm feeling anything, you know, happy, sad, grief-stricken, excited, grateful, whatever. And I, it's just a place of comfort, really. Yeah. yeah. And you've been really good at sharing your story. So let's move on to Sam Bunch collecting conversations, which is episode yeah. 21, which you and I have both become really friends with Sam. Um, she's an yeah. absolute pleasure to be around. And the hardest thing I've ever done. Really, really hard. Um, I had no idea what I was letting myself in for. And had I known, I wouldn't have done it. No, definitely not. Um, so after doing that whole project, was there a time where you just thought, I'm not going to do anything with it? Through when yeah. you started working on the yeah. book, had you just found yeah, it really Yeah, loads different? of times. Loads of times I just thought, what the hell are you doing? But you meet people along the way and you have little conversations and they could be big conversations or little conversations. They could be snippets. It might just be, you know, a word that somebody happens to say at the bus stop and you overhear it, but it resonates with you and makes you go, okay. And that for me was, I was swimming one day, up and down, up and down, resting at the end, having a little chat with people. Met this woman and I just blurted. I said, I've been interviewing all these women and I've written this book and this book isn't a real book and I don't know what to do with it and and she just went stop she said you sound like you're pregnant and you've not given birth and I went that makes sense she said you haven't actually physically got anything to show for what you've been doing produce a book she said it doesn't matter if it's one copy produce a book and that's all she said to me and that was my impetus to then it then took me three months from her saying that to me physically having a book. It was a kick up the arse that yeah. I needed. I loved it. I love Sam. I've spent time with her. Um, I don't know if this happened to you when you went to interview her. I could imagine you guys sitting in her shed and it was lovely. It was a lovely, I could feel I was there with you. And I think that's what's so good about your podcast. They're very intimate. You feel like you're part of the conversation. Um, and I remember just knocking on the door, her husband answered, and I said, hi, I'm Jo from Instagram, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and, uh, and I love, I loved Sam's, because Sam comes across as quite laid back, but, but underneath this, she has some real nuggets of wisdom, mm -hmm. and I think that's what's so great when you interview women of the ages that you do, there is a wealth of wisdom that comes with the conversation. And so Sam just had that, like, you know, when she talks about why she wrote the book and the, her mum dying and the response to it and what she was seeking, there was a real sense of 
self-awareness in Sam's podcast. She was really aware of the process that she was going through in the grieving process and very aware. And I think this probably comes from all her work as a, all the sort of therapy work that she's done. And I think it was reflexology, but you know, I think just, she has been, you can tell that Sam has been around a lot of people and heard a lot of stories and has a really good listening ear and gets to the heart of what matters in life. Yeah. You know, she knows what matters and she expressed that in the podcast with you and, and talking about, you know, interviewing people, getting to the heart of their stories, putting it in a book, asking for help, which she did, you know, when she went to get some constructive criticism. So she put her ego aside, she got the help and she moved forward. And so I loved her podcast. I did genuinely feel like I was in the room with you. Um, and again, she's just saying, if you want to do something, create it for yourself and just focus on what it, you know, what it brings you. So yeah. Yeah, it really reminds me of Tara Moore's playing big. It's that, that yeah. thing you have just got to put your mark in the sand and just get on with it. Yeah, and, exactly. And, exactly. And, not, and not worry whether it's perfect. And just, you know, if you don't know everything at the beginning, when you start off, you learn as you go, go along and you'll yeah. find people that can help you. Yeah. And also Sam very wisely said, you sometimes just have to do the work. Yeah. You know, you just, I remember listening to it. And at the time I was doing something for my podcast and I was just going over it and I'm just not getting it right. And I was thinking, God, this is a waste of time, but it wasn't, it was, I was in that nitty gritty grunty part of something where you're just doing the work and that work then translated into something later on. But once you've done it, it's there. And yeah. Sam was saying, sometimes you just got to lock yourself away and get on with the work and stop distracting yourself and, you know, this and that and faffing about and do the work. Yeah. Um, but she says it in such a kind way that you don't think she's telling you off. Um, yes. But also just, <laughs> you know, there's an awful lot of, she seems really grateful to have interviewed the people that she did. And I think gratitude really, you know, it wasn't, Sam wasn't, it wasn't about her ego. It was about what can I learn from these people? And can I then share that with others to pass on that joy? And so there was a real element of service in her book. And I think there's a real, a huge element of service in her book, you know, that we can all yeah. learn from and just, you know, sometimes I'll just, you know, put it out the basket by my bed and just, just 10 minutes before bed, remind me what's important. Yeah. And that's I'm what exactly the same. Yeah. And it's just those simple conversations that makes you realise we've all got this commonality together and, and that we yeah. are, you know, we might be on different paths, but we are all very, very similar. We've all got the same thoughts and worries and stresses. And yeah, it's, yeah. Exactly. Do you think lockdown's helped you this year? Have you become more part of the community this year? Have you had more conversations with the people around you locally because of lockdown, do you think? locally yes yeah I have actually like I got home last night and there was a plant on my doorstep from the WI um, so we have our little whatsapp group um they're quite rude I have to say some of the memes that go around um <laughs> but you know um but it's lovely and there's that set yes and I have whatsapp group. you know I have a few whatsapp groups hmm. um and then actual local neighbors uh we yeah really pulled together and there was a lady that I did shopping for and um so yeah, I feel very much that living where I live, just grateful for living where I live, actually. Yeah. Really grateful for living where I live and how yeah. lucky I am. Um, but I, yeah, I think lockdown's been, um, 
been interesting. And I've also made other, you know, I've got virtual friends and then I've got like in real life around me friends. Um, and yeah, I do feel a sense of community has come out for me personally. Yeah, yeah me too. I mean, I didn't actually know my neighbours, you know, I've lived here for yeah. five, six years. I didn't really even know them until this year. And then we yeah. did all sit outside in the cul-de-sac and, you know, two meters apart, <laughs> but we did get to know each other. And it did, yeah. and when we were doing that, I did always have some book in the back of my mind thinking, well, this is yeah. what you're talking about, increasing conversations yeah. with people and, and, yeah. and sharing, and, which was lovely, really nice. And that's a positive. Yeah. It is. Yeah, so it is. last one, moving on to um, something slightly different. Um, Susan Burrell, yeah. who was the author of How to Live an Empowered Life. I came out loving and respecting myself more than I ever had. I came out respecting the work that I do, which I had always just kind of fluffed off. Oh, you know, it's okay. I'll just, I'll just let you have a session for free. Yeah. You know, giving myself away constantly. And so um, I've had to really look at the value I am, uh, the insight, right? Mm -hmm. the, the love that I am, the wisdom that I am, the, the energy that I am and accept it. And once I began to really accept it inside, then I was able to move into the outer world more. Yeah. How did you find that episode? Because it is a different subject. It is a different subject. Um, and I think probably I'm not quite as spiritual as Susan. Um, mm. Or I just translate it differently. For my spirituality is being outdoors. And that's where I kind of um, I know a lot of surfers call it um, the church of the open sky. And it's like, you know, that is in a way, a ch you know, when you're outside, that almost is a spiritual experience. And I, mm -hmm. I actually, that will become part of my podcast too. Um, even though it's about paddleboarding, that spirituality. Um, but I think what she, what Susan also talked about was that kind of just quietly silencing the noise from outside and going deeper within and knowing that everything you need you've already got it within. We've had so much life experience that it's yeah. in there. We just need to quieten the voices um, that are shouting at us. And, um, you know, the world is shouting a lot at the moment. And if you just quietly go within, you can find the answers that you need. Um, I also thought she wrote, she said a really good thing. And um, when she talked about drive-by negative energy, when you're walking down the supermarket or you just, you know, on your day or or if you're on something like twitter or instagram and there's somebody's got a lot of negative energy and they just kind of drive by and throw it at you like they're grumpy when you're parking or they're grumpy in the supermarket or somebody on twitter is having an absolute rant and you just take it on board you kind of you know absorb that negative yeah. and how you and how it can affect you so i'm just thinking i've unfollowed a few things on twitter i've muted a few things I don't need that negativity. I've got enough to deal with. Mm. Um, but sometimes, just since listening to it, I've been kind of just reflecting if I'm feeling a bit grumpy and I'm thinking, you know, what drive-by negative energy came yeah. past me? Negative energy am I absorbing? And maybe I just don't need to. Mm. So, yeah, I That's love so that about that. Do you yeah. think you have got better at putting boundaries in place for your, for your own self-care this year? Yes. Yes, I do. I do. In fact, I did a really great um, health workshop with a couple of women who I really admire from Instagram. And um, we had three things to look at. And one of them was the social and personal sort of health. The so, yeah, social and mental things that we can put in place for our overall health next year. And boundaries was my social one. Mm -hmm. Because I'm 
forever saying, yes, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Could you just do a little video, Joe, just talk about this? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And actually a little one minute video probably takes quite a long time because your mind's thinking about it and you're doing it and you're sending mm. it off and you're, and obviously I want to say yes as much as I can, but sometimes you just have to say, actually, I can't do that. I can't, I can't do that. So I think boundaries are huge because I'm a real people pleaser. Um, I know that about myself. I want to be nice to everybody. Mm. I want everybody to be nice in the world, but sometimes you just have to say no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm completely know. related. Yeah, and I think it's about making sure it, it's not a, it's not saying yes at a cost of something that you're doing for yourself. Yeah, which I think exactly. it quite often is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, actually, it's a friend of mine on Instagram um, called Olivia Bow, and she, um, who's in, she lives in Addingham too, hmm. um, and she, um, she said something about boundaries, and she said. I'm happy for people to ask me to do stuff if they're happy if the answer is no. Yeah. And I thought that was great. Yeah, that's good. And I'm going to try and use that. So if someone says, could you do it? I'll say, well, ask me. But if my answer is no, if you're happy with the answer, possibly on this occasion being a no, yeah. then um, fire away. But I just, I can't say yes to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like that. That's a good thing to keep in your mind. I do too. Yeah. I'm totally gonna, totally gonna use that. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're happy for the answer to be no, I'm happy for mm. you to ask me. And sometimes yeah. you just have to say no, which yeah. is really hard because we all want to help each other, but we can't do everything. Mm. Yeah. Small steps. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been brilliant to have you on this review. If you could, who would be your dream guest? Who, you, who would absolutely <laughs> love to interview on the podcast, on your podcast. Oh, well, she'd have to puddle, she'd have to puddle more. Um, oh God, my dream, well, I'd love Cheryl Strayed. Yeah. We could talk about being outside, you know, um, Elizabeth Gilbert. Yes. Oh, um, I actually asked my, one of my dream guests last week, um, uh, Shelby Stanger, who um, it has done a podcast called Wild Ideas Worth Living, and she does paddleboard. And actually, when I listened to her podcast a few years ago, it was it was listening to her podcast with a, a lifeguard that um, I then be trained as a lifeguard. <laughs> so I have a lot to thank her for. And she does paddleboard. So she would be my dream guest. But she's already said yes. Oh, so, wow. That's amazing. You see, you don't, if you don't yeah, ask, she you said, don't get. Yeah, she said yes. But I said, you're going to have to give me a few months until I feel like I won't crumble if I ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, oh. But brilliant, yeah. well done, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, listening to your podcast when it comes out. Good luck with everything. And thank as you. always, um, an absolute pleasure. So thank you for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks, Joe. Thank okay, you. Bye. 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 So thank you for joining me for the latest review episode. I hope you enjoyed catching up with Joe Mosley at Healthy Happy 50 as much as I did talking with her. Always a pleasure. Don't forget, there's 59 episodes to catch up on. So if you're new to Ask the Bubble Podcast, please go and subscribe at askthebubblepodcast.com to make sure that you don't miss any of these inspiring women's stories. And also, if you could spare five minutes to go and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing. 
because the more reviews I get, then the higher up the podcast charts I will become and then more women will be able to hear these fantastic stories and we can spread some more positive messages around midlife women. So please go subscribe, rate and review and I will be back in a couple of weeks time with another review um, before the next episode of 2021. The next series will start again in February. So in the meantime, have a great week and keep being fabulous.